listening to The 30 Podcast. Here's your host, Jazz Kang. What's up, Lakers fans? Recording this just after a 110-104 loss for the Lake Show to the Miami Heat. Lots to cover on that. Before we jump into it, don't forget, subscribe to the Silver Screen and Roll Podcast Network. Uh, catch us anywhere you get your fix on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, you name it, we're there. And of course, check out silverscreenandroll.com for all your Lakers needs throughout the entire season and the offseason off as well. A man who's a part of the magic at Silver Screen and Roll. I haven't been on with me in a few weeks. Christian Rivas, what's going on? What did you tell Harrison? You don't want to podcast with me anymore? Is that what it was? Uh, no, that's not it. I think, uh, <laughs> honestly... The reason that we haven't is because I, I think every time we podcast, we're talking about a Lakers loss. And yeah, <laughs> uh, it's funny. I, I was thinking earlier today, the last time I podcasted with you after a heat game was game five of the NBA finals. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. They lost that one. And then it, it was uh, uh, again, people were worried about it. But I I was always I said it from the start. If people want to go back and listen to the podcast, you can. I said the Heat have nothing yeah. for the Lakers. And and we saw that happen as well. Different You're story. Right. In this one. Yeah. Different story in this one. Uh, close game. I mean, and, you know, like I said, I mentioned the score. They only lost by six. Uh, they were in it right down to the wire. And, and if you don't know, Kyle Kuzma didn't play in this one. He was out with a calf injury. Uh, also, Taylor Horton Tucker got suspended because he stepped on the court. Well, you're going to jump into that too. I mean, that was, I always think that's a dumb rule for the NBA. If he didn't get involved in the skirmish against the Raptors, he didn't have to miss any games, but big night for KCP. He had 28 points, uh, finished six of 11 from the three point line. Dennis Schroeder, nice game as well. 10 points at 14 dimes. Uh, Andre Drummond made his return, 15 points, 12 rebounds. What was, what did you make out of this loss? Because the way I'm looking at it is this is one of those rare times in the NBA, especially for a team like the Lakers who have championship aspirations and, and are a legitimate contender. But this is one of those where it's like, this is a good loss. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, it's funny. We talk about good losses uh, so much these days since LeBron James and Anthony Davis have been out. It, it reminds me a bit of the rebuilding Lakers team. It's like, ah, we lost, but we put up a good fight. And honestly, outside of that, outside of moral victories and actual uh, victories that the Lakers have been able to pick up without LeBron James and Anthony Davis, um, that's really all you can take because analyzing how the players fit um, without LeBron James and Anthony Davis is kind of a fruitless task because um, when LeBron and AD are back, all of their roles are going to change drastically. Even a guy like Dennis Schroeder, who was a big part of everything the Lakers were doing prior to LeBron James and Anthony Davis injury, his role is going to change when they get back. So uh, when it comes to, you know, Dennis Schroeder or Montres Harrell or even Andre Drummond, who, you know, had a, had a decent stat line, 15 points, 12 rebounds, three assists, two steals. Um, it, it ultimately doesn't matter. Uh, that being said, I will always celebrate a good KCP game. It's been a <laughs> while since we've had one, a season high, 28 points. Um, it, I joked about this on Twitter, but KCP must have heard what happened to Mark about them bringing in a guy and him just sliding into the starting lineup and said, there's no way in hell Frank's doing that to me. Ben McElmore is not taking my spot in the starting lineup. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, he, he came and he, he balled. And it, it's weird because, you know, over the past few seasons now, KCP has kind of been that guy that we look at and think to ourselves, man, he's so frustrating. You know, like, you know, remember like even LeBron's first year, it was like, we got to get rid of KCP. He's a bum. He's a bum. And then he balled out in the playoffs last year. So everybody kind of gives him a pass. So I think 
you know, this, it was nice to see him do what he did. He did shoot 20 shots as well, which again, like you mentioned, ain't going to happen with LeBron and AD in the lineup, unless they're always double teaming one of those guys off of KCP. But um, when you're, when you're looking at the way these guys are battling, right. And I mean, even looking at the, at the defensive stats, you know, the Lakers overall in the season uh, still the second in, in terms of giving up 105.8 points. That's the second fewest in the NBA. But since those guys have been gone, they're only giving up 104. So they're actually doing a better, better job, slightly defensively without, AD and LeBron in the lineup, but why do you think they've been able to do this? Cause I remember, you know, at the last couple of podcasts, we, you know, I've been talking about this. I had Anthony Irwin on with me and Sabrina last week, you know, we're like, damn, looking at that schedule, like they got to be able to pull off some wins here and they've won four games. And, and again, to other people, they're probably like, well, what's a big deal They you know, they're, they're still straight. It's like, no, I mean, they, they managed to win those four games. They're staying in a decent spot in the standings where we knew they were going to lose some ground just because you're missing your two best players. And that's just what's going to happen. You take two best, but you take Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert off Utah, where they end up in the standings. Right. And so I, I'm looking at that with the Lakers, like they still have enough of a cushion. They have a three game cushion over Dallas. We know the hope is that AD will be back on the 17th against Utah. So why do you think these guys, and it's like almost like a ragtag bunch of dudes. And as we mentioned, Kuz was not playing today either. Why do you think they've been able to kind of at least hold the, like hold it down at, at, at the very least, to not really lose too much ground in the in the Western Conference standings. Uh, well, some of the teams they played suck. That's one. Um, the Raptors had like nine players the other day, and it turned into eight players when OG was ejected. So uh, I don't think we can discount that. Kings uh, historically bad defense, um, and the Lakers took advantage of that. Scored 115 points against against them. Um, but I mean, other other than that, e- even with the 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 caliber of teams they beat, uh, with with the talent the Lakers have, and you know the the trouble with constructing a roster around LeBron James and LeBron James' ball is when LeBron James is out, you don't have a ton of guys that can handle the ball and and play the style of play that allows guys like Alex Caruso or Wesley Matthews or. Uh, you know, even Marcus Gasol to a lesser extent uh, play the roles they were supposed to play alongside LeBron James and Anthony Davis. So I think it's just guys stepping up and, and doing more than most of them signed up for. It also shows the importance of having a guy, guys like Dennis Schroeder and Montrezl Harrell to guys that finished in the top two in votes for six man of the year last year. Uh, without those guys, I don't know where the Lakers would be because good Lord, the Lakers cannot create their own out offense out, outside of those two guys. Oh yeah. I mean, that, that, that without, you know, without the minimum help, I mean, Montrez Harrell, I've, I've liked what he's been able to bring uh, to the table as well. I only played 21 minutes in this one, but I mean, he's been, he's looked like the beast that we saw for the Clippers last season, a lot more frequently now than he was, you know, a few months ago. Uh, you tweeted this out as well. Marcus all didn't get on the court uh, with Andre Drummond coming back. Drummond played 27 minutes did have five personal fouls as well. So that maybe, you know, shortened up his time on the court. Um, Gasol said all the right things, you know, throughout the week saying, Hey, that's my job. I'm just going to, you know, do my best to be a good teammate. All the cliches that you've heard before in the NBA and in any other professional sports league and any other athlete that's, that's been in the situation. Do you think this is the way it's going to be even when AD and, and, and LeBron get back or, or is like Marcus all once AD gets back in the fold, like it's going to be good night, Marcus all you're not going to see him on the court. Yeah. I mean, if we're, if we're talking about this when Anthony Davis is sidelined, Marcus Hall's rarely going to see the court when uh, Anthony Davis returns. And I, I think that's stupid. I, I think Marcus Hall's a really good player that 
uh, complements the players on this team really well. I think the Lakers could have used them against uh, Miami tonight, but, you know, I am not the coach. And, you know, if we're to listen to anything Frank Vogel has said over the last week, he, he plans on using all three of those centers eventually. When? I don't know. Probably not in the postseason because, as we saw last season, Anthony Davis is going to spend a lot of time at center in the postseason. So, you know. Well, yeah, I will I, say this. I'll say this, Christian. I, I think speaking from four Lakers fans, I think we're all thankful that you're not the coach because if you were, there'd be some serious issues. Yeah. With the team, and I don't think they would have <laughs> right. won a championship last season. But I don't. I don't think we would have won a championship last year either. But yeah, uh, I mean, listen. All all you can do is is take. Frank for his word at this point, but uh, it's our job as analysts to, you know, call out, you know, for lack of a better term, bullshit when you smell it. And uh, this I, this idea that Marcus Saul, Bontrez Harrell, and Andre Drummond are all going to live together in harmony, kumbaya, everybody's going to get their fair share of minutes is is very very dumb. And anybody that thinks that way is sadly mistaken. Yeah, like that. Our, you just don't have the room for that in today's NBA, man. You can't play three, you know, it's tough to have three traditional, like AD is not a traditional, but I mean, you know, with, with Drummond yeah. and, 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 you know, he's going to get minutes at the five, especially against smaller opposition in the playoffs. So you're going to end up looking at, you're going to end up looking at no minutes for Gasol. And I, I'm with you, man. Like I, I'm looking at this, like, okay, it's actually a blessing to have that because if something happens to Drummond, you know, AD rolls an ankle or whatever it is, got to sit out a game or two. You have a guy in Gasol who's won a championship. He's a former defensive player of the year. He's still very, very smart. He might not be, you know, what he was obviously five, six years ago, but that gives you an, at least another option in the playoffs. And, you know, we talk going back to last season's, last season's playoffs in the, in the bubble, you know, you, you see these guys and, and the way they were able to, like the way Frank Vogel, and I guess you wouldn't have done this as a coach, Christian, because you, you <laughs> have the chops for it, right? But uh, Frank Vogel, like, did a great job of, of adapting and changing the game plan. You know, we talk about that in Milwaukee, how, you know, they, they the coaching staff there doesn't make adjustments. So I think to me, it's a good problem to have. I think Marcus all, um, you know, saying that he is, you know, repeating some of the cliches that we've heard, which is fine, but I think he means it. And he's like, dude, I got another 20 games left in this place and, and the playoffs and I can ride off into the sunset and do what I need to do. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I, and the, the, the crazy thing about all of this to me is it's not just going to be Gasol. We're talking about Gasol right now. When LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Kyle Kuzma, Taylor Horton Tucker, when everybody is healthy and, you know, fingers crossed that that time comes. Mark Markeith Morris was having a hard time getting minutes before AD went down. Let's not forget that. And he's mm. playing really, really well right now. Wesley Matthews was out of the rotation and he's playing solid minutes right now, particularly on the defensive end. I don't know what this rotation looks like when everybody is healthy. I think they're going to Lakers fans, including myself are going to experience something they didn't feel last season which is this idea that multiple players on the team deserve minutes uh, that they're not getting because of how talented this roster is. I wish that wasn't the case. Um, you know, I wish at least one of the guys that we had was more similar to Alfonso McKinney or Jared Dudley, where it's just like, all right, well, if you have a DNP CD, I guess it's not going to be the worst thing in the <laughs> yeah, entire yeah. world. Um, 
But when you're having Mark Gasol, Marquise Morris, and Wesley Matthews sit regularly, like I like I project that they're going to when everybody is healthy, it's just it's not an ideal situation. Um, and you know, I I will reserve my judgment on Andre Drummond until the the season is over. But I, I mean, if that is the payoff for bringing in Andre Drummond. I don't know, man. We'll see what well, happens. Again, I don't. I don't think uh, for the way I look at it, that's not a bot, bad problem to have. I was going to say bod problem. I have lots of bod problems, but bad problem. <laughs> it's not a bad problem to have in the sense of, you know, you have these guys who who are proven players. They're veterans. It's not like you're dealing with a prima donna attitude of a 25, 26 year old guy who's like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't want to be sitting here. And that's why I'm saying, like, it's not a bad for. Uh, and considering the condensed schedule considering the travel, considering everything that's gone on with, with the league, you know, playing the season while the pandemic is going on, it's, it's a good problem. You're going to have, you know, you have guys who are ready to play injuries. I think, you know, in, in the playoffs are going to play a factor. Hopefully you're not dealing with it with LeBron and AD. And yeah. to be honest, hopefully you're not dealing with, with injuries to any of the big superstars. I don't want to see Kevin Durant, James Harden, you know, uh, Devin mm-hmm. Booker, Don, like Kawhi, like, you don't want to see these guys go down because it takes away from the product that we're going to see on the court. So the way I'm looking at it is, this is not a bad, it's not a bad problem to have for the Lakers to have all that depth because A, like I said, it, it, like I said, it gives you insurance for injuries and B, it also gives Frank Vogel options, right? Like if they go into a series against a team like um, the Phoenix Suns and, and you know, DeAndre Ayton's killing them down low and then, you know, yeah. AD rolls an ankle. Okay, we can, we can go with Marcus All and he's going to be able to hold it down rather than some Mickey Mouse dude that you're like, we don't know if this guy's going to be able to be able to keep yeah. up, you know, in, in when the games actually matter. Yeah, and 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 a break glass in case of emergency situation. That is, I agree. The depth, the depth is a great thing to have. The question that I will hope I'm wrong about as the season goes on is is playing Drummond the amount of minutes he's expected to get is is playing Drummond better than playing. Marcus All, Wesley Matthews, and Markeith Morris. Like, are the Lakers a better team as a result of giving all of those minutes to Markeith Morris? At like, as opposed to allocating those minutes uh, against those three guys. I don't know, uh, but we'll find out sooner rather than later because it seems like he's gotten over the hump of of feeling what it's like not to have a a big toenail. I've been there before. It is. It is an adjustment period. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. They, how did you? How did you feel when you were like, trying to walk around like that? Was it like? Was it super painful or just like the awkwardness of stepping? Uh, it's just like having your toe uncovered. And I didn't. So I mentioned this on on the, the podcast I did with Sabrina. I did not know that I wasn't supposed to wear closed-toed shoes when it came off, which makes sense because having that friction up against an uncovered toe ugh, I'm, oh, I'm getting i'm getting chills <laughs> it's fine just thinking about it i hated it uh so i i hope andre drummond isn't experiencing what i experienced i hope the lakers medical staff wrapped it all nice with gauze so he doesn't feel his his naked toenail rub against his shoes during the game because i i can't think of anything worse well, there's two things that we learned in the first segment. One, you're a ter- you, you would be a terrible NBA coach. We know that, Correct. right? And number yeah. two, you have weak, big toenails. So on that note, we'll take a break. <laughs> we'll come back and, uh, and talk about a few more things before we wrap up.
All right, we're back. Uh, Christian, you were mentioning, the, you know, the Andre Drummond and how he fits in into the rotation. Uh, any chance you look at that and, and think that they'll adjust and 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 maybe give like how does the starting lineup going to look? You think when when AD and LeBron are back, like where do you think Schroeder, AD, LeBron, those guys are in there for sure? You think KCP sticks in? Yeah, KCP. I mean, unless he gets injured, KCP is not going anywhere. And then Andre Andre Drummond's going to start at the five. That's those are the Lakers starters for the rest of the year. Um, and I think that's the case because the Lakers probably promised Andre Drummond a, a starting spot. I don't know why you would make that promise to somebody you know you're not going to be able to resign in the offseason. I guess just to get him on the roster. Uh, but I don't know. Again, I'll reserve my judgment. But uh, I, I I don't think the Lakers needed somebody like Andre Drummond Uh We'll, we'll see what he brings I, again puts up good numbers uh 15 and 12 that that's what you want from your starting center and and i think that's what a lot of people were hoping marcus all brought in in his first few games with the lakers somebody who is a force in the paint you have that former defensive player of the year label on you it's it's, it's a world of expectations uh but again we'll see yeah. It, it's a wait and see approach. Yeah, and I, I think once they once Frank Vogel gets to see the fit of how Drummond looks with AD and LeBron, and if it's too clunky, they'll make the necessary adjustments. And I'm confident in that. Uh, you know, after the, uh, seeing what I saw from the coaching staff during the playoffs in the bubble, I'm confident they'll they'll be able to adjust to that. Some good news as well. We have you know like the, the Warriors came out and said they're going to allow 35 percent uh, capacity at, at the, uh, at the chase center in San Francisco, that's coming up in a couple of weeks for the, for the dubs games. Uh, we know the Lakers are going to have some spectators in the building next week against Boston, but they are going to unveil championship banner number 17. That's coming up on May the 12th when they take on the Houston Rockets. How full do you think the building will be at that point? Cause if here in California, things are moving a lot quicker than they are, I would say then, you know, comparatively to the bigger states when it comes to the vaccine and, and the numbers are coming down with the with the COVID cases do you think it'll be anything around 50 maybe 60 percent by that time because that's over a month away oh yeah I I think very easily it'll be um 50 percent at least what what's the the target date that uh Newsom said that he was hoping to reopen June, June 15th June 15th yeah yeah so why not? Fifty percent sounds like a reasonable expectation by then. Do you, think they, do you think they should have waited, or is it just like, yeah, I guess it kind of loses its luster if you go into next season? You know what I'm saying? Then it's like nobody really cares yeah. at that point. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I would have done it in in front of the Celtics when they in the first game they allow fans back, which I believe is also on the 15th um, of April. Yeah, yeah. Of April. Yeah, Celtics Lakers. Yeah, I, I mean, franchise tying. 17th championship in in front of the Celtics I, I don't care how many fans are in the building just to see Danny Ainge's <laughs> face that's worth it to me well I'm 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 just looking forward to that kind of getting back to as normal as, as we can because I, I do miss seeing the fans in the building like the you know what I mean like the energy the intensity um you know the big possessions they, they don't feel as much when there's no fans there so I, I'm interested to see how they're gonna I mean you know how they have everything roped up or not roped up but kind of draped off behind uh, the scores table and the benches. I don't anticipate they're going to let anybody close to like the first maybe five or six rows, right? All the way around the court. Oh God, I hope not. Um, yeah. I think it'll be more similar to uh, what the Heat had set up on Thursday night. Just the first section. I, I, God, I'm blanking on what the section is called. 
at Staples Center. Let's just say the one hundreds. Yeah, uh, th- that those will be roped off, and then everything else will be fair game. I think it's going to be fun, though, man. I'm just, I, you know, just to have some traffic going around Staples Center and, and people being there. At least it'll be somewhat, somewhat back to normal. Uh, back to the on-court stuff. Let's wrap up with this. We're looking at we're looking at the next few games here. Uh, Brooklyn. I'm anticipating this group is going to get killed on Saturday, especially if KD's playing again. Um, but then they got the Knicks. They got Charlotte on a back-to-back, which is going to be a tough one, you know, playing back-to-back nights like that, and then home for Boston. And then again, they're targeting AD for that game against the the Jazz on, on Saturday, April 17th. How do you think the Lakers are going to do over their next four leading up to that? Ooh, so, so Sabrina asked me this question uh, yesterday. I went with the prediction of two and two. Uh that can still happen, <laughs> but I, I think but they'll absolutely right? <laughs> yeah, I think they'll absolutely lose to the Nets. Um and then Hornet Hornets Knicks, I think, are winnable games. But I mean, if they played anything like they did against the Heat, I think both of those are winnable games. Um I would like Dennis Schroeder to shoot more than uh hold on, let me get this real quick. 16.7% from the field. That would be ideal. The assists are nice, but um god yeah you need to shoot better from the field than that if you want to win games and and keep the turnovers down good lord well that was i mean they gave up 33 points off off turnovers in this one they're 22 they had 22 they're lucky that miami had 20 itself but 22 for for the lakers i mean yeah that that kind of was the difference in the game because the heat scored eight more points off turnovers um than the lakers well wrap up on this one what do you think of ben back mclemore how's he looking how's he fitting in do you think he'll get minutes when we're back to normal or is it just kind of like dude we need depth at this point um obviously tht being suspended on, on the bunk nba rule that if you leave the bench area during a skirmish you're going to miss a game what goes back to that phoenix suns san antonio spurs series which is stupid uh they didn't get involved didn't do anything he was literally standing you know 30 feet away but um how do you think ben mclemore is looking is he going to be a difference maker guy like i don't mean difference maker in the sense that he's going to be playing 30 minutes a night but do you yeah. think he'll be relied upon as a regular rotational piece come time for the playoffs god i hope not <laughs> and that's not that's not a knock on Ben McLemore. Well, of different. course, it's a knock on Ben McLemore. La- thing I hope not. It's a knock. If the Christian. Lakers are leaning on Ben McLemore in any capacity, now or in the postseason, something will have gone horribly wrong. Because Wesley Matthew, like I, I think people have to remember Ben McLemore has nice physicals. Um, he has like a plus three wingspan, I think. He's been a negative defender literally his entire career and has only been a good shooter for like the past two years. Um, I think he's a fine pickup, um, but (laughs) I think Wesley Matthews is is a superior player, even when his shots aren't falling. So yeah, I, I, again, these are guys, if, if shit hits the fan, then bring them in and hope they, they, they do well, but, I imagine he'll be used the same way J.R. Smith was in the postseason last season. Just when you need something to happen, when you need a different dynamic to the team, he'll play some. But anything other than that, when everybody's healthy, I hope not. All right, there you have it, Christian. The three things. Not a good coach in the NBA, probably not at soccer either. I know know you like soccer as well. (laughs) Uh, Weak toenails, needs to take some biotin supplements. And number three, not a fan of Ben McLemore. Is that a fair assessment of this episode Uh, of the podcast? Well. I, I don't have a problem with Ben McLemore. And two, 
I was a youth soccer coach for my younger brother, and we did win a few trophies. So okay. I okay. I resent that idea that I wouldn't be a good soccer coach. Basketball <laughs> coach, on the other hand, no chance. Send us some send us some picture evidence of this, and then we'll we'll discuss it next time we're on the podcast <laughs> together. All right, Christian. Will do. All right, that does it for this episode. Don't forget, subscribe to the Silver Screen and Roll Podcast Network. Harrison loves seeing those five-star reviews, so give us one if you feel like it. Uh, don't forget as well, you can check us out at silverscreenandroll.com throughout the season. Harrison, Christian, Sabrina will have you covered throughout the stretch drive of the schedule as well as the playoffs. That does it for this episode. We'll catch up with you all next week.